0: Chapter 24 of Betty Baird's Golden Year by Anna Hamlin Weichel. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Holly Jensen. Chapter 24 Miss Snell's Visit. A few days after Christmas, Lois received word from her father that he would soon be in New York to take her with him to their home in Maryland, a charming, hospitable old place in the days before Mrs. Bird's early death but now deserted save for a kinswoman mrs chilton and a few servants mr bird's health and business interests had required frequent and prolonged trips to europe during these lois had stayed with betty fortunately after lois left betty had her work at the studio to occupy her and things there went along more tranquilly than might have been expected after the stormy beginnings of the partnership since the success of mrs lalesha's house for which she had given betty the credit miss snell had depended more and more on her judgment betty had the quiet enthusiasm that counts in the long run a staying power that brings success before it comes to the heavy plotter or the volatile and gushing the studio was paying and when the swiftly recurring interest days came they were met with a calmness that had not been the case in other years one saturday morning in april when betty reached the studio she learned that miss snell was ill and could not be there that day she looked after the matters that needed immediate attention then took a car to call on her before luncheon she found miss snell in a boarding-house sitting dejectedly in a dreary back room betty felt a shock to see her in such surroundings as she had never been asked to call she had not been there and had always pictured her in a comfortable home my nerves have gone all to pieces miss snell said as she motioned betty to sit down i need rest but i don't see how in the world i can get it the noise of the city is driving me nearly crazy it is noisy here agreed betty hardly knowing what to say as an elevated train thundered along a short distance away things at the studio must be upside down miss snell said fretfully now miss snell said betty comfortingly don't you worry about things at the studio everything is going along there like clockwork just as well as if you were there yourself they are all working on the plans you laid out for them yesterday and there's plenty to keep them busy for today so don't give the studio another thought but try to rest rest exclaimed miss snell peevishly oh yes that's easy enough to say how can i rest in this place i need quiet but where in the world to go for it i don't know betty felt a great pity for the poor woman she knew that she had undertaken a work that was beyond her and that was surely breaking her down she wished she could do something to help her an idea came to her and, after a few minutes' desultory conversation, she arose. It's nearing my father's luncheon time, Miss Snell she explained, and I want to talk with him about some things before he goes back to Hobart this evening. So I'll run away now and stop in again this afternoon to see you before I leave. Well, good-bye. I hope I'll be well enough on Monday to come to the studio. If I'm not there, you'd better come here. And I'll give you the orders for the day, answered Miss Snell, leaning back wearily on her couch and closing her eyes. Betty hurried downtown to Mrs. Gomp's Pennsylvania Dutch restaurant, where she took luncheon with her father regularly every day at one o'clock. She went into the spotless room and found him sitting in front of the open fire, while the three Dutch women bustled around in hospitable preparations their prosperity making their smile even broader and kinder than of yore father exclaimed betty as she dropped into a chair at his side miss snell is at home sick she needs a few days rest in some quiet place couldn't we take her home with us to-day and keep her over sunday i think it would do her worlds of good we can telephone to mother and ask her if she is willing but you know father that she will be more than willing and with dear mother's care and old katie's good things to eat i am sure miss snell would be a different woman in a short time dr baird turned to betty smiling quizzically so you have forgotten elizabeth how she treated you when you were first associated with her no indeed father laughed betty of course i haven't forgotten but i take my own times for remembering and this isn't one of them she is sick and i well she needs someone to help her and i seem to be the only one to do it i am very glad daughter that you have this attitude towards her yes we'll telephone to your mother at once and i am sure she will consent going to the public telephone in the little booth at the side of the room dr baird was soon in communication with his home he came out smiling as though he had good but not unexpected news to tell betty your mother says we shall bring miss snell along by all means she too thinks it would do her a great deal of good to be out of there for a while i knew she would say yes exclaimed betty giving her father's arm an affectionate little hug dinner's ready said mrs gomp coming up to them on her way flicking dustless chairs with a spotless dust cloth now make out your meal she admonished hospitably as her daughter put down the steaming pot pie the idea of going out on long island evidently pleased miss snell she grew bright and animated as they packed her bag and rode to the station the mere prospect of a change had stimulated her though after a short time the reaction came and in the train she sank back pale and listless jack happened to be at the station when the train pulled in and while discreetly concealing his surprise at betty's guest and suppressing his teasing spirit he took them all to the baird home in his comfortable car as the day was gusty and cheerless mrs baird had a big fire burning on the hearth in the hall there was an atmosphere of good cheer and kindliness in the whole place and miss snell appeared to fall under its influence for with a simplicity of manner that was often missing in her approach to strangers she sank gratefully down into the deep sofa before the fire saying with a smile now i can rest and i wish monday was a year off make it a week anyhow miss snell cried betty i promise to keep the studio from walking away oh thank you she began and then took off her hat just as Edwina came forward Allow me, Miss Snell, to carry your hat upstairs, Edwina said with an aplomb that made Betty long for Lois to enjoy it with her. Thank you, little girl. I wish you would carry my things up for me. I feel it's quite beyond me to climb upstairs. Then run and bring me a glass of water. Edwina drew herself up proudly at the offhand and peremptory order to bring a glass of water, but Mrs. Baird interrupted. Wouldn't you rather have a cup of tea, Miss Snell? The cook is brewing some. It will be ready in a moment. Oh, thank you. Tea will do very well. Then she added, Little girl, you needn't bring me the glass of water. At these words, Betty shot into the book room. Edwina surveyed miss snell darkly yet with curiosity so far her lot had been thrown among unpretentious courteous people and now she was divided between anger and wonder at what kind of woman this was Katie brought in the tea and betty reappeared though she could not trust herself to look at her cousin she began her duties as a hostess at once pouring miss snell's tea and trying in every way to make her feel at home though the beginning of miss snell's visit was not especially promising the next day and those that followed were on the whole satisfactory each morning before leaving for the city Betty saw that Miss Snell had her breakfast in her own room, and on her return she always took her out for a ride in the little basket phaeton, through the pleasant roads that were beginning tentatively to put out spring odors and colors. Miss Snell's temper was uncertain, and while the bracing air and charming scenes soothed and quieted her, she was still prickly and difficult to get on with here as in the studio betty never knew whether she was saying or doing the thing that would appease or would ruffle it's funny mother she said on returning home after taking miss snell to the station at the end of the week's visit but i have an entirely different feeling for miss snell since she's been here there must be some kind of natural religion and hospitality and i'm converted yes she added somehow i understand her at least for the minute and maybe i won't forget when we begin to tussle in the studio though betty's smile was whimsical and her words lively in order to hide her feelings yet the sick lonely peevish woman had really found a way into her big heart and betty would always see her in a different light chapter twenty four recording by holly jensen